Many people have been hoodwinked into believing that the government give us our rights. That could not be further from the truth. Every constitution in the world is a code of conduct for governments to follow, to ensure and protect and defend and vindicate and uphold your rights, our rights, that have been given to us by our creator. The government doesn't give us our rights. The government is obliged to protect those rights. With the current rollout of the COVID-19 vaccination programme, we now see these fundamental human rights being violated again. We and others in the post-war consensus led to uh, an international law that says uh, that no medical procedure may be performed on a human being without their informed consent, and they must benefit from it. Your government doesn't have the right to override that law. So if people are saying you've got to, otherwise you can't, you can't go shopping, you can't go to work or travel, take them to court. It's absolutely illegal, and no one should stand for it. They fooled me. I need to think more carefully next time they try and fool me. No, they just continue with the programming. These people are completely and utterly slave-minded, genuinely slaves. They live inside of a system, and the system they're going to purport and fight to defend is going to destroy them. They're not fighting for a system which is going to give them anything other than absolute slavery and tyranny. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. You know something? They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting by a system that threw them overboard 30 years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. This transmission is coming to you. Welcome to your deep dive for truth. Everyone out there is searching for the truth. But sometimes the truth hurts. It can have repercussions that are detrimental to the health and safety of you and your family. The first thing all truthers need to know is that the system will always try and discredit the information provider. When said provider start informing the general population and get too close to the truth. Therefore, the Deep Dive for Truth team, we stay safe and anonymous while providing the opinions or facts that some of you may have never heard before. The desire for truth runs deep in all truthers. If you want to know more, join us on our Deep Dive content and support the Deep Dive for Truth team with your positive responses only. Any negative response is not appreciated. Red pill or blue pill, this choice is for real. Reality is here. Would you like to know more? Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. This is Big T for Truth. We're going to respond to some people that have been asking some questions, and that's okay. You need to understand that we're putting out as much information as we can. We're letting you guys connect the dots. If there's something that you do not know or that you missed, and this is an answer to some of the requests, it's in the back episodes. But you need to be paying attention. 
You got to go through the episodes and pull out the important things. There is a way that somebody came up with to shed the vaccine, the nanotechnology and the androgel and all the chemicals that are inside. So it's in there. It's in the back episodes. But in order to try to facilitate some of the needs, I want everybody to know that you can find a way. But this episode is more about informational. As again, this is fiction they are watching. The AI is getting to be very, very powerful. Just remember, this is fiction. Real quick, I'd like to get help figuring out if there's something going on where they're not allowing me to get funds. Right now, I've been messaged by people that Spotify or Apple or whatnot, when people go to follow me, they press the follow and they're following, but they actually have been removed from following without them doing it. So verify that you're following Big T and the Deep Dive for Truth team. And if you guys donate, you go to our website. It's very important. I'm just trying to put things out there. If you want to become a truth ambassador, support us at the level that you can support. And you will uh, receive a t-shirt for that level. And the t-shirts that we're coming out with is the Envy of the World t-shirt. And the Envy of the World t-shirt basically states that uh, you're part of the Federation of Truth. That you're the Envy of the world, which is not vaccinated with the current vaccines. Obviously, people have gotten vaccines in the past, but they didn't have the technology to do what they're doing. We're talking about current vaccines. And I'm not a doctor. You got to figure out what's right. Do your due diligence. Do your own deep dives and do your own investigations and critical thinking and decide what's best for you. But if you want to be part of the envy of the world and pure blood, still, that's what I'm putting out there. So you can get the t-shirts for the levels. That's great. But for a few bucks more on each level, depending on how much you want to support the Deep Dive for Truth team, for the great pushback, donate and become a truth ambassador and you'll get the t-shirt that shows your level. Now, the difference is, is, yeah, somebody could buy a t-shirt and say whatever they want. But the fact of the matter is you become a truth ambassador with the Deep Dive for Truth team. And when we start pushing back against the system, you guys will be part of that pushback, part of that team, part of that family Uh, for the human species and you know what biggest thing is is everybody wants to be a part of something and why don't we try to all be a part for each other in this world and with god's help and and jesus blessing this hopefully we can make this happen and keep pushing back and remember when you do donate the deep dive for truth team just so we can keep track email us let us know your contact information where you'd like t-shirts sent that's very important This is just a little overview of a lot of things that we've already gone over. We're going to do this, but we have uh, an emergency release message coming out that you guys probably haven't heard on the mainstream media. You probably haven't heard this, but later on in in this podcast, you're going to hear an emergency message and about what's coming down and it's coming quick. So stay tuned. But right now, here's a little background of a lot of the stuff that we've gone over. This is not for profit production intended for educational purposes only the copyright laws of the united kingdom which is where this generates from recognizes fair use copyright content the producers uh, make no representations or warranties of any kind same with me I'm, I'm, again this is all fiction expressed or implied about the completeness accuracy reliability suitability with respect to the film or any purpose any reliance you place in such materials therefore strictly at your own risk again this is at your own risk information for you decide and do your critical thinking and make your decisions. 
While every attempt has been made to ensure that the information contained has been obtained from reliable sources, the producers are not responsible for any errors or omissions or for the results obtained from the use of this information and for the information coming out that might be misguiding or wrong. Now, we have to say that because anybody can say one side of the coin is heads and the other side is tails, so no matter what, people can come at you. So that's why we got to do this. Uh, any views provided by the author or featured speakers are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This is for the human species, folks. In no event will the producers or partners be liable to you or anyone else for any decision made or action taken in reliance on information in this podcast or for any consequential special or similar damages, even if advised of the possibilities of such damages. Again, we are not medical people. We're just getting messages out there. This is just information only. Again, this is fiction. They are watching. So we are not financial advisors. We are not scientists. We're putting information out there that we're getting from these scientists. So you all need to know that. Okay? So, let's get into it. March 11, 2020. The World Health Organization declared an outbreak of SARS-CoV-2. COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. Since then, we've been locked down four times. I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We've received a daily death toll. The UK death toll now stands at 3,605. We've been refused medical treatment. Coronavirus is having a devastating effect on cancer treatment. We've received curfews. Boris Johnson will tomorrow uh, institute a 10 p.m. curfew on pubs up and down the country. We've had our businesses closed. You know what's going on is wrong. You know it well. We've lost jobs. We've been restricted from seeing loved ones. Hang on a minute, don't take her away. Hey, don't take her away. Don't take her away. We've not been allowed to socialize. The struggle ended with Beth taking her own life. We've been forbidden to protest. Someone who dies for any reason within 28 days of positive test. 
Now, they have accelerated the release of a vaccine. Or will life return to normal? I mean, it's just simple words there, reacting it. You're quite emotional about that. <laughs> you know, it's been such a tough year for so many people and, you know, we can get on with our lives. Or will we see a new normal? A world with harsh, tyrannical rules governed by a centralised totalitarian state? Since COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, many have speculated that it's been planned by a group of tech elites who are dictating to governments globally. But do these ideas carry any weight? And what might their motives be for orchestrating a global pandemic? To understand, we must first explore a significant shift that's been taking place in our economy, one that only a minority of people are aware of. It's called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. To date, there have been three industrial revolutions. The first happened in the late 1700s with the invention of the steam engine, which led to the creation of factories and a booming textile industry. In the late 1800s, the second industrial revolution was marked by mass production, as well as new industries like steel and electricity. And the third happened in the late 1900s, which saw the invention of the computer and the internet. Now, the fourth industrial revolution describes the emergence of artificial intelligence and how it integrates more with humans. Artificial intelligence, or AI, can already be seen in our daily lives, from how we check out at the supermarket to how we check in for a flight. But it's far more advanced than most people realize. In August 2020, entrepreneur Elon Musk gave a demo of his new company, Neuralink. Connected to our brains with tiny wires, this microchip is synced with AI, enabling humans to control anything from prosthetic limbs to computer games. This working proof of concept has already been fitted into people. It has the potential to completely transform the way we interact online. So there's actually a lot of functions that this device could do uh, related to monitoring your health and warning you about a possible heart attack or stroke or other uh, damage, as well as uh, sort of convenience features like playing music. Um, they do a lot. Um, it's sort of like if your bone went at your brain or something. It's a cyborg. It's a, it's a combination. It's a combination of electronics and biology. Yeah. Things are getting more and more connected. Kai Fu Li is the former president of Google China and Microsoft Research China, as well as the author of New York Times bestseller, AI Superpowers, China, Silicon Valley, and the New World Order. Kai Fu believes that China will be the AI superpower within five years. For those of you who haven't been to China for the three years, please be careful when you go because your credit card and cash may not be accepted. Uh, China has pretty much been taken over by mobile payment. In the age of AI, if data is the new oil, then China is the new Saudi Arabia. One concern that is topical in the development of AI is the displacement of jobs. Robots are clearly replacing people's jobs. They're working 24 by 7. They're more efficient. So therefore, are you convinced long-term that we're going to have a jobs problem in the world? Uh, not long-term, but maybe in the next uh, 10 years, within the next 10 years. You mean it's going to happen much sooner? Much sooner. If a lot of people will find happiness without working, that would be a happy outcome. At Amazon fulfillment centers, robots transport items to humans, who then pack them to be delivered. Amazon believes that within 10 years, 
they will not need a single human to fulfill an order. According to the World Economic Forum, 50% of the workforce will need reskilling by 2025. And it's likely that only a fraction of these will find work, resulting in a large proportion of the workforce becoming unemployed. There's a pretty good chance we, we end up with a universal basic income or something like that due to automation. You know, people have time to do other things and have more complex things, more interesting things, uh, something more leisure time. And then we've got to figure out how we integrate with a world in the future with advanced AI. One idea that is gaining popularity is to charge tech companies with a robot tax, which can be distributed to the unemployed as a universal basic income. I don't think the robot companies are going to be outraged that there might be a tax. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Contrary to the past two previous three revolutions, probably jobs will be fastly destroyed compared to new ones uh, being created. This is Klaus Schwab, the author of this book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. He's also the executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, which is funded by the largest global enterprises and whose members include CEOs, heads of state and government ministers from countries such as the UK and US. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will change actually us, our own identity of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. In June 2019, the UK government published details about their partnership with the World Economic Forum in a policy called Regulation for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. One year later, in June 2020, the World Economic Forum released this promotional video entitled The Great Reset. The purpose for this film is to imply that everything from economics to our culture needs to change. After the reset, it shows images of digital technology, biological cells, populations, cash, climate change, traffic management. This promotional video was released six months before Margaret Keenan received the first COVID-19 vaccine. In November 2020, Time magazine published The Great Reset on their front cover. The World Economic Forum's managing director, Jeremy Jargons, believes that it will have a devastating impact on our economy. You know, if we look at The Great Reset, you know, we're still at the early stages of a global crisis that's going to forever uh, transform society. You know, when it first started, people said, okay, this is the biggest crisis to hit since 2007-2008 financial crisis. And then a little bit later, we said, oh wow, this is the biggest crisis since World War II. Now we're looking at them and saying, oh look, this is comparable to what happened in the Great Depression. Politicians are also endorsing the campaign. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems. History would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset. All elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. And it's even promoted by the royal family, who posted this video on their YouTube page with the Great Reset hashtag. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable. 
within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. And the time to act is now. The World Economic Forum believes that capitalism needs to be reinvented. Their Build Back Better slogan has been adopted by politicians across the globe. This moment also gives us a much greater chance to be radical and to do things differently. To build back better. Because we can only build back better if we lean on one another. Over the last two weeks, I've shared my agenda for economic recovery. I call it Build Back Better. Because we can't just build back to the way things were before. We have to do it better. And the first plank of my Build Back Better plan rejects the defeatist view that, autom that automation and globalization mean we can't assure American workers lead to a future made in America. So what does the world look like after the Great Reset? This social media post by the World Economic Forum demonstrates eight predictions by 2030. Here are three of them. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. And Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. Many of Boris Johnson's new policies fall in line with the World Economic Forum's objectives. In November 2020, his new green industrial revolution plan included a ban on petrol and diesel cars by 2030. Combined with other current restrictions, such as blocking vehicle access to side roads, causing gridlock on main roads, extending the congestion zone, and introducing a pay-per-mile road tax. One might think that he's attempting to remove ownership of cars. The biggest application is the um, autonomous driving. This is going to replace the entire transportation uh, that we have or used to today. You will no longer buy cars. Your car is parked 96% of the time. So it's depreciating. How bad is that for an investment, right? Only 4% of the time is it getting you from place A to place B. But imagine there is an Uber that gets here in 30 seconds and is very reliable, very clean. And there's no nasty driver because there is no driver. And it's very safe. Uh, would you not, not buy a car? One thing about AI is it gets better with data. In 10 years after its first launch, it will probably be so much better than people. Most of us will be afraid to drive. You know why? Because autonomous vehicles will start talking to each other. They will miss each other by one centimeter. And we as humans are, will become our worst enemies because we're going to be the threat to our lives. The machines are going to be safe. And pretty soon after that, humans will be disallowed from driving. Suppose you're a 50 years old truck driver and you just lost your job to a self-driving vehicle. Now, there are new jobs in designing software or in teaching yoga to engineers. But how does a 50-year-old truck driver reinvent himself or herself as a software engineer or as a yoga teacher? Because AI is nowhere near its full potential. All jobs will disappear, new jobs will emerge, but then the new jobs will rapidly change and vanish. At the World Economic Forum 2020 annual meeting in Davos, historian, philosopher, and author Yuval Noel Harari warned the audience about the dangers 
of artificial intelligence. We hear so much about the enormous promises of technology. And these promises are certainly real, but technology might also disrupt human society and the very meaning of human life in numerous ways, ranging from the creation of a global useless class to the rise of data colonialism and of digital dictatorships. Those who fail in the struggle against irrelevance would constitute a new useless class. And this useless class will be separated by an ever-growing gap from the ever more powerful elite. We are already in the midst of an AI arms race, with China and the USA leading the race, and most countries being left far, far behind. AI will likely create immense wealth in a few high-tech hubs, while other countries will either go bankrupt or will become exploited data colonies. Just think, what will happen to developing economies once it is cheaper to produce cars in California than in Mexico? And what will happen to politics in your country in 20 years when somebody in San Francisco or in Beijing knows the entire medical and personal history of every politician and every journalist in your country, including all their sexual escapades, all their mental weaknesses, and all their corrupt dealings. When you have enough data, you don't need to send soldiers in order to control a country. Between the beginning of the pandemic and August 2020 alone, seven Silicon Valley tech giants added nearly 2.5 trillion to their market values. 400 billion of which is added by Microsoft. Founder Bill Gates also has an interest in vaccines, where he, through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, owns stock in the vaccine manufacturing companies Pfizer and Moderna. Both companies have been developing a new generation of vaccines that interacts directly with our DNA. Traditional immunization methods involve injecting a dead or a weakened form of the virus. This triggers the immune system to create antibodies, which helps to protect us in the case of a virus getting into our system. Pfizer's and Moderna's new messenger RNA technology, however, is not a standard immunization vaccine, but rather genetic engineering. Instead of injecting the virus into the patient, their approach is to inject synthetic molecules that transport instructions to the cell on how to create antibodies to fight the virus. Up until November 2020, no messenger RNA vaccine had ever been approved for use on humans. On the 21st of November 2020, The Lancet expressed disappointment that the COVID-19 vaccine trial results were announced via press releases leaving many scientific uncertainties due to the lack of safety data. The publication also expressed uncertainty on how well the vaccines work in older people or those with underlying conditions, as well as their efficacy in preventing severe disease. In early December 2020, a group of medical doctors from around the world created a video to warn the public about the safety of the vaccine. Due to the excuse of a global pandemic, the pharma industry has the permission to skip the animal trials. 
This means that we humans will be the guinea pigs. This vaccine has been developed too quickly. We have no idea what the long-term effects will be. An experiment on humanity. There is only limited short-term safety data and no long-term safety data to rule out late-onset negative effects like autoimmune diseases, infertility and cancers. Please be critical. Do your own research and don't let the media manipulate you. This is the first time ever this will ever be launched on the human race. There are so many different awful things that can happen to us and we need to investigate this before we go forward. This is my alarm call to the world. On the 19th of December 2020, the CDC published this report by the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Just one day after the UK initiated vaccination with the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, authorities confirmed two cases of anaphylaxis which is a very serious allergic reaction that is rapid in onset and may cause death. On page six, under the title, Be Safe Active Surveillance for COVID-19 Vaccines, 3,150 or 2.8% of the 112,807 vaccine recipients were unable to perform normal daily activities, unable to work or required care from a doctor or healthcare professional. If 60 million people in the UK have the vaccine, we can expect 1.67 million people to be unable to work, unable to perform normal daily activities and to require care. I don't know how long for. If 6 billion people worldwide have the vaccine, then the number rises to 167 million. And this, remember, is a short-term problem. We don't know what will happen in the medium and long term. The side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So, are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is is very, very appropriate. Uh, and, you know, the, it, the, 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 the side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the things there. They, you know, Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose. And so, uh, you know, to get the antibodies. Some of the other vaccines uh, are going able to go with lower doses to get uh, responses that are, are pretty high, including the, the J&J and the Pfizer. And so there's a lot of characteristics of these vaccines. Um, it's great that we have multiple of them uh, that are Bill, going out there. And yes, I you, think you know the data the better than I do. But the bill, bill the, the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. In addition to their interest in vaccines, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donates money to media organizations such as the BBC, universities that provide media representatives, and in partnership with the World Economic Forum, Event 201, which simulated a coronavirus-induced pandemic 
five months prior to the actual pandemic. On behalf of our center and our partners, the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to our audience here in New York. The goal of the Event 201 exercise is to illustrate the potential consequences of a pandemic and the kinds of societal and economic challenges it would pose. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. Experts agree unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. The scenario also highlights the very critical role that global business and public-private partnerships play in preparing for and responding to pandemics. By the turn of the 20th century, 90% of all U.S. refineries were controlled by John Rockefeller, who went on to monopolize the pharmaceutical industry. He had six children who founded Benrock, a venture capital company which made investments in tech companies such as Apple and Intel. In 2010, the Rockefeller Foundation released a document called Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development, which described a pandemic scenario with the headline, a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership. During the pandemic, national leaders around the world flexed their authority and imposed airtight rules and restrictions from the mandatory wearing of face masks to body temperature checks. Citizens willingly gave up some of their sovereignty and their privacy in exchange for greater safety and stability. This heightened oversight took many forms, such as biometric IDs for all citizens. While there's no evidence to suggest that this 10-year-old document has any relation to the current pandemic, it was accurate in predicting many extreme restrictions that are being imposed on us today. Recently, in December 2020, the Rockefeller Foundation published this report. COVID-19 vaccines have arrived with enough supply to vaccinate as many as 50 million people by the end of January. But these initial doses will do little in the short term to arrest an epidemic that is raging out of control. By the end of January, the country will likely be able to conduct more than 70 million tests each week, a number that is expected to double to 200 million by April 2021. They advise the US government, students should be tested at least once a week, every week. Does advice from a large US organization have the potential to influence UK government policy? The Health Secretary this evening announced an emergency targeted testing program for secondary schools. We've decided to put in place an immediate plan for testing all secondary school age children in the seven worst affected boroughs of London, in parts of Essex that border London and parts of Kent. The test used to detect positive cases is called PCR and it only requires very small samples to see if there's any virus present. Now PCR doesn't tell you if what it detects is infectious it may pick up on virus fragments from a past infection that isn't currently making you sick. Now this means there could be false positives, so there's a positive test result, but no active infection. 
Let's deal with this text of infection, the PCR. I want to ask you if you think it's reliable enough. Dr. Daniels. I'm an NHS clinician. We've got experience with these PCR tests for many, many years. And the reality is we always take the results with a little bit of a pinch of salt. You test a thousand people, one of whom is positive, but the test will pick up six people if it's got a 0.5% false positive rate. That's significant if it's being used to drive policy decisions. If you're tested repeatedly, odds become greater and greater that you will get a positive test. And it's a convenience for whoever is playing some macabre game, because I don't think it's an error anymore. Uh, but the, this industrial scale PCR test, they don't release even the basic information about it, like the false positive rate. It's unbelievable that public health people who do know better, I've spoken to some people in it, and they're embarrassed. They're not even being allowed to characterize and publish the information you need to know to work out how useful the test is. That's not being done. It's full steam ahead. With the PCR test providing a high rate of false positives, is their intention to boost infection rates in order to justify more lockdowns? In the early 90s, disease mongering was a strategy coined by pharmaceutical companies for creating a disease and scaring people, then offering a pre-planned drug. If today's most powerful people wanted to accelerate the shift towards the fourth industrial revolution by removing jobs, and reinventing capitalism, this problem reaction solution strategy would be effective in achieving it. One, create a problem, release a coronavirus and declare a global pandemic. The coronavirus outbreak has been declared a pandemic. Two, create a reaction. Ramp up fear with a propaganda campaign and destroy the economy by forcing businesses to close. We are collectively telling, telling, cafes, pubs, bars and restaurants to close tonight as soon as they reasonably can and not to open tomorrow. Three, create a solution. Provide the mass unemployed with a universal basic income credited onto the Rockefeller and Microsoft-backed digital IDs that are implanted into our hands. You can create the digital ID today. It's a natural evolution of the way that we're going to use technology in any event to transact daily life. And this COVID crisis gives an additional reason for doing that. Coerces into taking tech-based vaccines and staying at home and require us to reside within smart cities with totalitarian-like surveillance. Well, let's see how long it uh, takes you to find me. Right behind me, you can see uh, just over, over my left shoulder there. Hello, guys. I've been expecting you. In return for giving us the universal basic income, are these the conditions they will require? Smart cities will pollulate with sensors, all joined together by the Internet of Things. And the urban environment is as antiseptic as a Zurich pharmacy. But this technology could also be used to keep every citizen under round-the-clock surveillance. A future Alexa will pretend to take orders, but this Alexa will be watching you, clapping her tongue and stamping her foot. In future, voice connectivity will be in every room and almost every object. Your mattress will monitor your nightmares, your fridge will beep for more cheese, your front door will sweep wide the moment you approach like some silent butler. Your smart meter will go hustling of its own accord for the cheapest electricity and every one of them 
minutely transcribing your every habit in tiny electronic shorthand stored not in their chips or in their innards nowhere you can find it but in some great cloud of data that lowers ever more oppressively over the human race ai what will it mean helpful robots washing and caring for an aging population or pink-eyed terminators sent back from the future to cull the human race if this pandemic was planned why would now be the perfect time to activate it the answer could be 5g it's a hundred times faster than 4g and it's now ready to be rolled out this upgrade in performance is essential for digitizing society connecting humanity more closely with the internet of things and artificial intelligence they haven't done a very good job about protecting public health but they've done a very good job at using the quarantine to bring 5g into all of our communities and to begin the process of shifting us all to a digital currency which is the beginning of slavery because if they control your bank account they control your behavior and we all see these advertisements saying 5g is coming to your community it's going to make all of your lives so much better and it's very convincing i have to say this is a game changer because i look at those ads and i think that's great i can hardly wait till it gets here because i'm going to be able to download a video game in six seconds instead of 16 seconds and is that why they're spending five trillion dollars on 5g no the reason is for surveillance and data harvesting is not for you and me, it's for Bill Gates, it's for Zuckerberg, it's for Bezos and all of the other billionaires. Bill Gates says that his satellite fleet will be able to look at every square inch of the planet 24 hours a day. But that's only the beginning. He also will be able to follow you on all of your smart devices through biometric facial recognition, through your GPS. You think that Alexa is working for you. She isn't working for you. She's working for Bill Gates spying on you. And the pandemic is a crisis of convenience for the elites who are dictating these policies. It gives them the ability to obliterate the middle class, to destroy the institutions of democracy, to shift all of our wealth from all of us a handful of billionaires to make themselves rich by impoverishing the rest of us. If you know enough biology and you have enough computing power and data, you can hack my body and my brain and my life. A system that understands us better than we understand ourselves can predict our feelings and decisions, can manipulate our feelings and decisions, and can ultimately make decisions for us. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. 
We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. The power to hack human beings can of course be used for good purposes, like providing much better healthcare. But if this power falls into the hands of a 21st century Stalin, the result will be the worst totalitarian regime in human history, and we already have a number of applicants for the job. Thousands of Brits have been taken to the streets to peacefully protest. I'm a chef and the hospitality trade is in ruins with the policies that are being put in place and I was made redundant on the 3rd of um, July and I've not been able to find um, work since. A couple more months and I won't be able to afford my rent. But. As with all other Covid-related protests, this one was terminated early when the riot police aggressively intervened. absolutely completely peaceful columns of riot police waded into the crowds batons drawn people were injured people's faces were bloodied a woman was pushed off her chair that to me is unacceptable behavior from that unit of the metropolitan police who gave the order for that to happen uh chairman i'm not, I'm not sure if, i just don't know about the facts i'm not sure i can set the premise of the facts instead of finding Images of police brutality and unlawful arrests against people who are defending their human rights are also being shared around the world. The French capital, once again the scene of clashes between police and demonstrators. seen officers nationwide enforcing tyrannical orders against the people. 
because every time I turn on the television, every time I look to the internet, I'm seeing people arrested or cited for going to church, for traveling on the roadways, for going surfing, opening their businesses, and arrest them and charge them with, with what? With a crime? I don't, I don't know what crime people are committing. We need to start looking at ourselves as officers and thinking, is what I'm doing right? Now, I want to remind you that regardless of where you stand on the coronavirus, we don't have the authority to do those things to people just because a mayor or a governor tells you otherwise. We don't get to violate people's constitutional rights because somebody in our chain of command tells us otherwise. In November 2020, Italian police removed their helmets in solidarity with protesters following 18 days of protesting. At the end of World War II, a series of tribunals were held in Nuremberg, Germany, for the prosecution of prominent members of the Nazi party. Opening the first trial in history for crimes against the peace of the world imposes a grave responsibility. Their defense that they were just following orders was not enough to escape punishment. That same year, Yale University psychologist Stanley Milgram conducted a series of experiments that tested whether ordinary people would inflict harm on another person after following orders from an authoritative figure. 150 volts. Answer, Boris. Participants didn't know that the learner was really an actor, and the so-called sharks harmless. You're gonna get a shot, 180 volts. Alarmingly, the results suggested that any human was capable of this, due to feeling disconnected from their actions when they comply with orders. Following the trials, the Nuremberg Code was created to protect people's human rights. They include Voluntary consent is essential. Human experiments should be based on previous animal experimentation. And experiments should be conducted by avoiding suffering and injury. With the current rollout of the COVID-19 vaccination program, we now see these fundamental human rights being violated again. We and others in the post-war consensus led to uh, an international law that says uh, that no Medical procedure may be performed on a human being without their informed consent, and they must benefit from it. Your government doesn't have the right to override that law. So if people are saying you've got to, otherwise you can't, you can't go shopping, you can't go to work or travel, take them to court. It's absolutely illegal, and no one should stand for it. 75 years ago, Herman Goering testified at the Nuremberg trials, and he was asked, how did you make the German people go along with all this? And he said, it's an easy thing. It's not anything to do with Nazism. It has to do with human nature. The only thing a government needs to make people into slaves is fear. And if you can figure out something to make them scared, you can get them to do anything that you want. Governments love pandemics. They love pandemics for the same reason they love war. 
because it gives them the ability to impose controls on the population that the population would otherwise never accept. And we're telling them today, you are not going to take away our freedom. You are not going to poison our children. We are going to demand our democracy back. Thank you all very much for fighting. You know, 75 years ago, we had millions of men, 18-year-old boys, 19-year-old men, 20-year-old men, 23-year-old men, going out, fighting for king and country, for queen and country, fighting for liberties. These were brave, courageous young men. They were shitting themselves the night before they went to war. They were terrified, but they did it. And we now today, us liberal intellectual men, we're too afraid to go on the streets to tear off a mask off our face, excuse my language. This is the only time it is relevant to use bad language. We have got to step out of the indentureship, the enslavement, because it is not going to just remove itself. There is no rescue mission. There is no cavalry coming to rescue us. This is going to get a lot worse. And now we can see it's out of control. How many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world have died from other matters connected to the forced lockdown, the self-isolationing, grandparents unable to look into the eyes of their children and their grandchildren. These are crimes against humanity that cannot even be calculated. Okay, but when the audit is done, and it will be done, we will see that this corona crowning event was the crowning glory of the emancipation of humanity. It is time for humanity to reclaim ourselves from this draconian tyranny. I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much. So, do you believe that receiving the vaccine will enable our lives to return back to normal? You're quite emotional about that. <laughs> it's been, you know, it's been such a tough year for so many people. You know, we can get on with our lives. Or will we see a new normal? A world with harsh, tyrannical rules, governed by a centralised totalitarian state. Here's what Klaus Schwab thinks. People assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had, um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal, in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. Um, see, see, uh, cut. There is an incredible movement beginning to take form here in Spain. A group of police officers have come together to start an organization called Policias por la Libertad, Police for Freedom. And now we are marching together with them, standing up for our human rights and constitutional liberties. History tells us that once the peaceful resistance gains the support of the police or the military, we have 60% higher probability to be able to dismantle a tyrannical government. And this is what is taking place right now. November 2020, Stockholm. Experts in healthcare, law and banking from around the world have formed an alliance with a mission to protect our freedoms. Welcome everyone to Stockholm. My name is Professor Dolores Cahill from Ireland and it is my great honor and privilege to welcome you to a worldwide organization, the World Freedom Alliance. 
and our goal is to provide information for what is been happening to try and coordinate that we can defend our freedoms and our rights and that we can ensure that the governments that we elect will actually defend our freedoms and rights so we want to educate you we want to empower you we want to welcome you to a world where you can be healthy you can be free and you can hold people to account if they do something wrong many people have been hoodwinked into believing that the government give us our rights that could not be further from the truth every constitution in the world is a code of conduct for governments to follow to ensure and protect and defend and vindicate and uphold your rights our rights that have been given to us by our creator the government doesn't give us our rights the government is obliged to protect those rights these positive images are reassuring and provide much needed hope but significant economic damage has already been done this would inevitably leave many dependent on receiving a universal basic income placing us in a weaker position to rebel or oppose the tyrannical terms but this might be a long way off or is it happening already given this significant uncertainty a worsening economic backdrop and the need to give people and businesses security through the winter i believe it is right to go further so we can announce today that the furlough scheme will not be extended for one month it will be extended until the end of march how will it end how will it end well that was covid vaccines lockdowns and quarantines artificial intelligence and the great reset that's what was and what they put us through and we are going to discuss what's coming it's very important that we get this word out and everybody can help find the time to spread the word to the human race to your brothers and sisters of this race about what's going to happen all right so that was very very enlightening but more importantly this is the message coming up about a date and time about uh, the 5G, the nanotech, the information that's coming out here is not our own. Again, this is fiction they are watching, but you need to hear this. We've got people discussing what's coming at us fast on the next potential pandemic threat lockdown. Yeah, sure. Uh, been in the morbidity, mortality business for a long time, practiced international law around the world, including living and working in two communist countries and undoing the Soviet model economy. Um, I understand who the players are in this genocide. I've done business with uh, all of them, including the WHO. Um, and when the Secretary of Defense illegally mandated the shots, he doesn't have the power to do that, I realized what this was all about. And I filed suit against them uh, and raised a lot of issues, including the fact that everybody that's getting these shots are, are number one, exploratory, laboratory animals. They're just test beds. And then number two, if you got the shots, the odds are, according to U.S. law, that you are owned by the patent holders. You're a new species called homoborogenesis, and you are owned. That's the nature of what our case says today. One of the advantages of suing the DOD um, with this many service members that are upset about the mandates 
because we've ended up with about 500,000 whistleblowers who have provided us a whole lot of really good information. So everything you said is well supported in documents that we have, uh, testimony that we have, and expert uh, witnesses. So in recent times, I had sent you a number of documents that, that actually support what you said. And our biggest concern, the reason Doc uh, Chambers and I are here today, is that we work as a team to understand both the science and the legal ramifications. And what I wanted to impart to you is under 42 CFR Part 70 and 71, that's the enabling statute for Health and Human Services to assume power in the, upon the declaration of a public health emergency. They've already done that, as you indicated, uh, with the COVID crisis. That is, uh, has resulted in the suspension of our Constitution. It's already happened. The next one is coming. In that statute, you will see that Marburg is already uh, identified. You will note that the PREP Act has a Marburg provision that allows for uh, additional spending when invoked. The uh, Health and Human Services has already invoked the Marburg provision meaning they've already parted ways with money and spent it under the HHS enabling statute to build quarantine camps, amongst other things. Throughout the United States, we, inter we interrupted two, one of which was in Cochise County, Arizona, where they were going to build a $1.9 million facility that houses the, the now merged four branches under HHS. The judiciary, law enforcement, corrections, and public health are now all one and the same. And they're all housed in the same facility. So all of these quarantine centers are there. The, we understand that there could have been a Marburg release that Dr. Chambers will get into. We think that one has already happened. We know that Marburg is not particularly contagious, but it has an extraordinarily high rate um, of fatality. And we know the mechanism by which this will be released. And that is inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus, and Brewer's yeast, amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States, the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already, it's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic for purposes of the law has happened, and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1B36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. But the FEMA have already put out zombie commercials uh, and yep. con-ops on that, correct? That's correct. If you look at Con Plan 8888, Stratcom put that out in 2011. On page two, they say, oh, this is just for examples, just for demonstration. You know, don't, don't worry about it so we don't offend other countries. The problem with that is you look through that Con Plan, it's all about five different types of zombies. There isn't anything in there about opposition forces. There isn't anything about winning political battles or counterinsurgencies. It is only about a zombie apocalypse, defending it. And you will see that every NIMS compliant, practically agency or, or whether that's state, uh, local or federal, has already had their zombie apocalypse preparedness training. They've already done their practice. The CDC has had a zombie apocalypse preparedness website up for the last five years. Now they've reduced it to a PDF cartoon. Even in the Amazon Web Services contract, the force majeure clause, I believe it's Article 41, states that we're not liable for damages in case there's a zombie apocalypse. This is coming.
folks, and, and the serious adverse event report Pfizer put out post-marketing. They, they had put out as part of a FOIA. The number one serious adverse event was the 1P36 gene deletion. You look up the symptomology for that, it is the elimination of the frontal cortex and propensity to bite. What's very odd about this is this was the symptom post-vaccination. That disease is a congenital disease. It means you're born with it. So how is it then possible that this is the number one serious adverse event from the Pfizer shots? It's here, folks. And then you've got Dr. Chambers here to tell you I'm not just a raving lunatic. <laughs> no, no. The, you, these are both very um, serious uh, credentialed uh, folks uh, and patriots in their fields. Uh, I just met Doc Chambers, but just hearing his military resume impresses me. Uh, and I've, Todd and I have known each other for quite some time. So, And I also now work in... Um, corporate competitive biotech intelligence only for the good guys. That's my company is GrinX, which is genetics, robotics, information, nanotechnology. Don't talk about that much, but it's very, so I have some understanding of what's going on here. And so the lipid fat is what encases the delivery. And then it is activated and released by pulsing uh, the 18 gigahertz. Is that correct, Todd? That's exactly right. I think Think of the lipid nanoparticles as little bummers. What happened is the, the various manufacturers of these shots included three separate HIV proteins in each of them, including the AD5 adjuvant. The reason for that was to disable, to disarm people's immune systems so that those little fat bombers could go inside of the cell and deliver their payloads in order to reprogram the, the person's body to produce synthetic DNA. In this case, they call it S-proteins. When they turn that Marburg switch on, it will be M proteins, and it will cause people to produce the Marburg pathogen themselves. First and foremost, from a, from a documentary point of view and self-legal health, VaxChoice, V-A-X-Choice.com. There's a full repository of everything that we're talking about in there and other things. Um, self-help legal documents, and if you sign up, you can get a daily update. There's no donation button. There's no nothing. We just put this out for people's benefit. Separately, there's truthforhealth.org. Dr. Uh, Lee Vliet is in charge of that, and she's put out a Marburg fact sheet along with some things that we can do to try and stop what's coming or at least prevent it. Just like the COVID situation, there are medications that Dr. Chambers can talk about. There are therapeutics. Of course, the CDC got rid of those therapeutics and its advisory, um, saying only thing you know, that they, you can do to treat Marburg is, uh, is a vaccine. There's one actually already prepared for this. I think it's getting its emergency use authorization right now, which also tells us this is going to happen. Secondarily, yesterday we got uh, information from a source, from a whistleblower, showing us that they are now training people on urban collection, isolation, and detention uh, in reference to public health emergency. So they're now training it. This, this training happens next week in South Carolina, once again in July. I'm sure that this is happening in more than one place. The United Nations has already hired uh, people, specialists in quarantining uh, that is on their payroll. That happened last year. I haven't seen if they've done it more recently. My point in telling you this, folks, is that, that we have tools to not fall for this again. There are therapeutic therapeutic drugs that are available. Um, I think one of them is called Fenben in the 444 um, milligrams. And then uh, I understand from talking to doctors in Africa that have treated this, the ozone, either IV or insufflated, also tends to, to work. Um, so I, 
I also have one whistleblower inside of FEMA who said that the, the plan is to scare the hell out of everybody and scare them into going to the quarantine centers because they don't think they can collect everybody by themselves. That um, the, the doors will be open. And then, of course, in there, you'll get your mandatory shot because you came in voluntarily. So what we'd like to do is, is help people understand don't run to the FEMA camps because you're going to get one of these shots just like the COVID ones. Uh, and number two, you can treat this yourself. There's preparation you can do. And if we get the word out sufficiently, I think we can stop this like we did in Cochise County and like um, another lawyer friend of mine, Jamie Shear, did in New York. We got to get the word out. We got to stop this. Top of that, so yes, it's very insightful. So secondary to that is that upon the invocation of these emergency powers, which are now permanent, by the way, in all 50 states, there is never again going to be a constitution, and all of that power is being ceded in the WHO. Now by contract. It was by charter. Now it's by contract. So this is your one world government all being created at one time with this particular emergency. Your rights as a human being are gone, by the way. There are two UN conventions, the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights and the International Convention on Human Rights, that says they cannot force you to do medical experiments. Guess what? Those don't count anymore. Your constitution doesn't count anymore. We're in a position where we, the people, right, at a county level, and Dr. Chambers will talk about this, we take back our country from our own traitors in government, or we're done. We're done as a species. My, my biggest issue is this. The next one, the next shooter drop is coming, and then they will cause 30 million people to pour across our borders. Most of those will be enemy occupiers. Some are already housed on our military reservations. As our military members are falling out because they were forced to get these shots, others are prepared to walk in and take over. The law of war states that when alien occupiers take over substantial government functions, your nation is dead. That is happening as we speak right now, and we've got to take our country back now, or it's never. That was Todd Callender. He's talking about the uh, Prepare from Arburg 5G-induced uh, zombie apocalypse, which is going to blame on the unvaccinated, the envies of the world and not vaccinated, and purebloods. They're, they're talking about October 4th being that day that they're going to send these bursts out. Stay away from your 5G devices. There's 5G everywhere you go. October 4th is when they're going to start the burst in three intervals of 18 gigahertz, but they're going to keep doing it. So they're going to blame all these people getting sick with Marburgs on the unvaccinated, which is going to be a lie, giving them the right to go after the unvaccinated and the people that speak out against what's going on. So if it isn't October 4th, that means that enough of this word got out to everybody to push back the timeline. We are on a clock. That's why I'm saying support Big T and the Deep Dive for Truth team. Donate a buck. Email me. Become a truth ambassador. Email me. We're going to try looking for everybody that wants to gather together for the human race and stop this. Become a subscriber. That would be great. All the followers, love you guys. Make sure you become subscribers. A dollar a month for this entertainment and this news and what we're doing. Again, this is fiction they are watching. But it's well well worth it because you're not hearing the stuff in the mainstream. Some of you guys might be hearing this somewhere, but if it's your first time, a lot of these things are coming at you for the first time. So support us with that dollar a month. And more importantly, everybody, spread the word. It's happening throughout the country. It's happening throughout the world. Uh, we are not alone in this. We are all going to be affected by it. And also to the person that uh, emailed me about uh, needing help to figure out how to detox or shed this 
vaccine that you might have mistakenly taken, go back to all our episodes is all I can tell you and listen and pay attention. That information was given out before on another episode. I don't know how much longer we have as a team. We're going to be moving back to a facility that we've been to in the past. We're going to try to keep on the move. Even if you hear 80% of the stories and 20% of them are new, but you're catching something new or you just want to help the human race and help Big T, moving locations, trying to do everything we got to do to stay one step ahead. When they come knocking on doors and taking people to these FEMA camps that they're talking about, they're going to probably start with people like me and my family. So we need help. We need to make sure that we have lawyers ready, use the system against them. I just really believe that the more we spread the word, the more we get the knowledge out there to everybody, the better we can help our race from being depopulated and turned into a slave race under a certain few okay god is love love conquers all love your neighbors love your family love your friends and love your enemy through the power of love just that ability to love somebody even though they're your enemy shows godliness do that for each other do that for your species do that for yourselves feel good about yourself about who you are and that you're standing up And that's why, you know, if you're not vaccinated, get the NV t-shirt. If you are, that's okay. Get the NV. Support Big T. Become Truth Ambassadors. And guess what? Look back into those episodes. Shedding and removing certain things are built into that. Whether we know that it's a fact, we don't. But it's coming from scientists and doctors. It's all in there, folks. But we're coming up on a deadline for time unless we keep getting knowledge out there and pushing back that pushes their deadline back because they get too much limelight on them they're afraid of us as a whole if we all stand up at the same time for the same purpose and push back they will be afraid of us and back off but we want to take them and totally get rid of them so they don't hurt the human race ever again but that's the down the road picture but again you got to help you got to be involved you want to belong to something federation of truth join it become a truth ambassador spread the word get the t-shirts People will look at it and go, envy of the world? What's that? I want one. Why? Why are you the envy of the world? And if you've been vaccinated already, that's okay. Don't get any more. Don't keep knocking your immune system down. Try to get the vaccine shedded out of you. And for this next pandemic, see and know what's coming. They listed some things there that you can do to fight this and be okay. The biggest thing is, is the World Economic Forum, the World Banking System, and the World Military and Police coming after you. That's that's going to be the biggest in your freedoms. They don't want us free, and they're going to keep locking us down and using technology too. So let's use that technology. Hey, we're, I'm using it right now, using it against them. We're trying to get the word out and, and make everybody understand and, and do peaceful protesting and peaceful acknowledging what's out there and giving everybody the intel to do something about it. We can work together as a team. All right. Thanks for listening. This is Big T and the Deep Dive for Truth Team, God, Family, Country. Until the next time, peace. The Deep Dive for Truth Team is about digging for the truth. The truth about topics that may or may not be based in reality, but based in the control and manipulation and misguidings of our species by the system. The system that is not for the human species, but for the entitled ones of the human race. If we are going to make a change, we need to do this collectively using the system against them. Knowledge, resources, species building. We will not be controlled by any government, media, or status group. We will be for you, the human race. We will need your support to tackle this endeavor. We will do this with or without you. But the only way to challenge the system is with everyone's support. There will be connecting topics to show the thread of 
truth from beginning to the end. Throughout our series, we will be having some fun, hoping that the system may not notice us at all, mainly AI. Hidden in the information, we will remove the blindfold obstructing the truth. That truth will be unveiled to those who really want to know everything about the removal of 90% of the human race. Binary code messages play on words within the jokes, the jests, and the possibilities were proposed. Again, this is fiction. The system is watching. You will be informed as to who, what, where, and why the world is the way it is. You'll find out where we are heading and the possibilities of hope and change for our species. The nature of our existence is to gain knowledge. When you follow us to the end, you will become an ambassador of truth. You will be able to spread a warning to our kind. You will be able to spread a message of hope, life, and a future for our species. If you want to follow someone who has been digging deep dives for 35 years and has threaded the needle of truth and who has put the big picture together, then this is for you. Remember, you may not always like what you see, but you will be able to see and sense what is the truth around you. It is time for the Great Awakening.